all you have. You are now tuned in to Parker Swayze. So just sat back and ready to play. Let me take your thoughts far, far away. Now let's hear what Darth Vader has to say. We would be honored if you would join us. What's up, Star Wars family? How's everyone doing today? I hope all is well on your side of the galaxy. Nothing new on mine. Now, let me ask everybody, is it just me or is anybody else suffering from cabin fever? I know I get to go to work all week, but when I get off, I can't go nowhere. They got this place on lockdown and it just seems really crazy. We can't leave our houses. It is like I'm on work release or something. I only get a leave to go to the store or to work. It made me realize how I take some of the simplest things for granted but it given me a lot of time to read and listen to more Star Wars books. And I had to catch up on some, so that's something that needed to be done. But enough with all that. We have a chapter of this amazing book to get to. But first, the quote for today. And I thought that this quote fit the situation that the world is in. It comes from us from Germany Grant, which said, let your light shine as an inspiration to humanity and be the reason someone believes in the goodness of people. Right now, we're all practicing social distancing, but a smile or a wave of the hand still has the same effect. We have phones that we can reach out and let people know that we care. There are simple things to make someone's day better, and that's what we should be worried about, making people's day better because they have enough to worry about as it is. Okay, enough with the quote. Let's get to the next stage of this book, and that is chapter 14. And there's a lot going on in this chapter, so without wasting any more time, let's get to it. Kanderis continued to stare at the cavern wall, while Revan stood by in respectful silence. Eventually, he turned back to Revan and said, We shouldn't just leave them lying here like this. It's disrespectful. Revan nodded. The Mandalorians still lay where they had fallen. Their bodies crumpled in unnatural positions. Together, the two men gathered them up one by one and lay them down side by side in the center of the room. As he had done with Vila, Kanderis closed their eyes and crossed their hands over their chests. If there had been any way to make a funeral pyre, Revan would have suggested they burn them in the Mandalorian custom. But with no fuel, that wasn't going to be possible. What am I going to tell the others? Kanderis wondered once they were done arranging the bodies. Revan understood his dilemma. There would be a lot of questions when they returned alone with Mandalore's mask, and Kanderis didn't want to bring shame onto Vila's name. Keep it simple, Revan suggested. Say we ran into unexpected resistance from Guardian droids programmed to protect the crypt. Tell them Vila and the others died in battle, and they fought like true warriors before they fell. Kanderis nodded, then slowly walked over to the sarcophagus. He took out Mandalore's mask. Then, almost as an afterthought, picked up the Didacron. What's this? he asked, looking curiously at the small cube. It's a chronicle of the Sith Lord who was buried here, Revan said. I think Malak and I found it hidden in the tomb the last time we were here. Do you remember what's on it? Mostly. Tell me. Revan knew Kandorus was hoping there would be something in the history that would help him understand why Vila had turned on him. From what Revan remembered of the story... It would offer little solace, but he wasn't about to deny the request. His name was Lord Dramoth II. A thousand years ago, his father, the original Lord Dramoth, ruled over a planet called Medrias. He was overthrown by another Sith named Lord Vitiate, who renamed the planet Nathema. With his father's death, the younger Lord Dramoth fled. He hid on Rekiad with a handful of loyal followers, and when he died, they buried him here with the Datacron. So it has nothing to do with Mandalore or his mask? Candorus asked, shaking his head. You just decided to hide it here, too? 
Revan hesitated for a moment. Actually, it has everything to do with Mandalore, he said finally. Candorus had a right to know the truth, but first Revan had to put all the pieces back together for himself. Coming to the underground burial chamber had triggered the return of a host of lost memories. They'd come to him in disconnected scraps and momentary flashes of insight. He needed time to process the information, to sort it into something that made some kind of sense. Can we talk about this later? Was all he said. Kendra studied Revan's face, seemed about to say something, but then nodded. Let's get some rest, he suggested. We can't make it back down the mountain tonight anyway. We can talk in the morning. Spending the night exposed on the plateau's surface wasn't an option, not while they could stay underground in a geothermally heated cavern that was sheltered from the elements. They unrolled their sleeping bags near the edge of the chamber, as far away from Vila and the other bodies as possible. Sharing the room with six corpses was unpleasant, but it was better than freezing to death. We love bringing you more Star Wars, and it is because of our partners that we can do this week after week. So we invite you to be one of those partners. For as little as a dollar a month, you can help us keep this going. Your support will give us the ability to create future episodes, as well as provide you with the best sounding show on your playlist. And to express our appreciation, we will give you a shout out on our mid-series show that we do in the middle of every book. You will also be automatically entered in all future giveaways. All you have to do is go to the show notes and click that listener support link. Now let's get back to the show. Neither man slept well. Revan could hear Candorus tossing and turning. Once, Revan thought he heard him whisper Vila's name. Revan's thoughts wouldn't let him sleep either. He had hoped finding Mandalore's mask would be a breakthrough, the key to unlocking all his lost memories. But the more he tried to reassemble the fragmented images swarming in his head, the more he realized how much was still missing. He had taken only a small step forward, and he suspected the journey was far from over. When sleep finally overcame him, he dreamed about the world of endless storms and perpetual night again. It seemed more vivid than before, more substantial, more real. He couldn't say how long he slept. It was difficult to sense the passage of time in the chamber. When he woke, he didn't feel refreshed, but he knew it was pointless to try to go back to sleep. Candorus was already up, pacing slowly back and forth from one side of the chamber to the other staring at the mask he held in his hands. Revan stood up and stretched, working the kinks out of his neck and shoulders. I'm ready to tell you what I remember about Mandalore, he said. If you still want to know. I do. Taking one last breath to help gather his thoughts, Revan launched into the tale. About two years before he declared war on the Republic, Mandalore was approached by a man with skin the color of blood. A Sith. I thought the Jedi wiped the Sith out. So did the Jedi. The Sith species vanished after the Great Hyperspace War. One of their kind hasn't been seen in Republic space in over a thousand years. But this red-skinned being came to Mandalore. He claimed to be the emissary of a powerful master a descendant of the Sith Lord who had driven Draymeth into exile and convinced Mandalore to help him search for his enemy's tomb. Revan was speaking slowly, the words coming out only as fast as the details came into focus. His recollections were still hazy and jumbled. The original time and place of each specific memory was unclear. Mandalore had told him some of this. Other details had come from the Didacron in the tomb. 
Most of it he had learned much later, after he and Malik had journeyed into the unknown regions themselves. It was impossible to sort it all out. Out of necessity, his damaged mind had collapsed his memories into one another, merging them into a semi-coherent whole as he'd slept. Mandalore helped the Sith find Dreameth's hidden crypt, he continued. The Sith took the remains to give to his master, and in exchange, he told Mandalore of a vision his master had had of the Mandalorians rising up against the Republic. He told him they would conquer world after world, crushing their enemies until the Republic collapsed in on itself. He promised the Mandalorians a glorious victory, and Mandalore believed him. Mandalore the Ultimate wouldn't lead us into war with the Republic just because some stranger told him we'd win, Candorus protested. It's more complicated than that. The Sith used the power of the dark side to manipulate him. Only as Mandalore lay dying at my feet was the spell finally broken, and he realized he'd been tricked. That was why he told me about this place, so I could come and see for myself. This doesn't make any sense, Kendoras said. You say the Sith tricked Mandalore into attacking the Republic, but why? I don't know, Revan admitted. Maybe it was a test of your strength, or ours. Maybe the Sith are planning another invasion, and they sought to weaken the Republic. But you don't know for sure? I'm remembering more and more, but there's still so much missing. Revan paused before adding, Maybe I'll find the answers on Nathema. Nathema? Okay, we start this chapter with Revan and Candorus moving the bodies of the Mandalorians they just defeated in the crypt. Candorus is trying to figure out a way to explain to the clan what happened to Vila and the others. So they will be honored. That's his wife. He don't want her to be dishonored. He wants her to be honored. Revan gives an easy but plausible answer. Then Candorus goes to the coffin and picks up Mandalore's mask. Then he asks about the Datacron. Revan tells him that the Datacron was about a Sith Lord named Draymouth II. Revan tells the story of how the Sith Lord fled to this planet from Nathema after his father had been killed by Lord Vishian. Candorus asks how this has anything to do with Mandalore. Revan tells Candorus that the Mandalore was under a Sith mind trick that made him think that he could conquer the Republic. When Revan had defeated the Mandalore, the spell was broken, and the Mandalore told him how a red-skinned man told him that his master, a powerful Sith, had a vision that Mandalore would conquer the Republic. Between the Mandalore and the Datacron, Revan found out about the Sith. Now he must go back to Nathema to find the answers. And that's where we're at. So let's find out what else is going to happen. The hyperspace coordinates are on the Datacron. I think Malik and I went there to try to learn more. Isn't the theme of the world you keep dreaming about? The one covered in storms and darkness? Candorus asked. Revan closed his eyes and concentrated, summoning the image that had haunted him for so many nights. He tried to associate the vision with the name, but somehow he knew it didn't fit. No, the planet in my dreams isn't the Thema. You sure? I can't really be sure of anything, Revan confessed. But it just doesn't feel right. I think... I think we went there after Nathema. And when you returned, you tried to conquer the Republic. Just like Mandalore. Revan shook his head. It's not the same. Mandalore was a warrior, and he had no loyalty to the Republic. Convincing him to attack was more persuasion than domination. The Sith was only telling him what he wanted to hear. He was playing off Mandalore's own hidden desires. But Malak and I were Jedi, 
It would take more than some persuasive words and a subtle push from the Force to turn us to the dark side. Something else happened to us out there. We found something that changed us. You don't think going to Nathema again is a little risky? Candorus asked. I have to, Revan answered. It's the only way I'll find out what happened. What if the same thing happens again? I'll be more careful this time. My guard will be up. Do you think that's gonna make a difference? I hope so. So when do we leave? You're not coming, Revan said. You have to stay here with your people. He held up his hand to cut off any protests. Vila was right about one thing. You should be the leader of the Mandalorians. The mask is there, just waiting for you to claim it. You need my help, Candrus insisted. I turned my back on Vila when she needed me. I'm not going to make the same mistake with you. That's why you have to stay, Revan told him. The Mandalorians were tricked into a war that nearly destroyed them. I don't know who the Sith was or what he was after, but he knew you couldn't win. He knew a war against the Republic would leave the Mandalorians devastated. If the Sith are planning another invasion of the Republic, they'd have to come through Mandalorian space first, Kendoris muttered. Maybe they were trying to get us out of the way. Maybe. Or maybe they wanted to twist your culture and beliefs in the hope you'd join them. Many of the Mandalorians are bitter and hungry for revenge. Without a new Mandalore, how hard would it be for someone to manipulate them into going to war again? Revan frowned. Your people have lost their way, Kanderus. You need to help them find it again. The fate of the galaxy could depend on it. Kanderus stared at Revan, and then down at the mask in his hands. He stood stock still for a moment. Then, slowly, he raised the mask and slipped it over his head. Mandalore has returned, he declared. I am Mandalore the Preserver, and I will restore the honor and glory of my people. T3M4 greeted Revan's return to the Ebon Hawk with a shrill stream of beeps and whistles. The astromech was spinning in place so rapidly that Revan feared he might burn out a circuit. Settle down, little fella, he said, reaching out to pat the droid. I'm glad to see you, too. C3 stopped spinning and responded with an inquisitive chirp. Candorus is staying here, Revan explained. These are his people. This is where he belongs. T3 beeped twice. No, we're not going home yet, Revan said, settling into the pilot's chair and punching in their hyperspace coordinates. We're headed into the unknown regions, to a planet called Nathema. So Candorus tells Revan, let's go. But Revan tells him that he must stay. Candorus says, I don't think so. He states that he wasn't there for Vila and look what happened. He wasn't going to lose someone else that he cared about because he wasn't there for them. Revan tells him that Vila was right about one thing. Candorus should be the new Mandalore. The Mandalorians need a new leader. Someone that will rebuild the Mandalorians. I think this is a messed up situation. Revan shouldn't go alone. But having Candorus as the new Mandalore could serve the Republic if you think about it. The Sith would have to travel through Mandalorian space to get to the Republic. So it wouldn't hurt to be prepared just in case the Sith tried to start another war. Having Candorus as their leader would be better than someone that hates the Republic. Just my thoughts. So Candorus puts on the mask and declares that he is Mandalore the Preserver. 
which is not a name that strikes the fear into the hearts of your enemy. It is more like, we won't fight you because we're too busy making jelly. I'm just saying. But that's it for today's show. Tune in to episode 15 to find out what happens next. Thank you for listening to Sway. Join us next time for more Star Wars adventures. If you would like to listen to other episodes of the show, you can find us and subscribe on your favorite podcast directory. If you enjoyed the show, we would greatly appreciate a five-star review. Once again, thank you for listening, and may the Force be with you. Sway was created by Keen Eye Shit and is a production of Pick Film Media. This show was produced by Quentin McDaniel. Sound designed by Theodore Thompson. Research by Tammy Turner. I am your host, Kyle, and we will see you next time in a galaxy far, far away.